and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling ideas in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Brittany. And I'm Chris. And this week, instead of continuing with Mockingjay, we are taking a little break before the holidays to have just a... Geeky chat. A geeky chat. A... Uh, fun kind of silly episode that still deals with the hunger games but in a non-serious way because you know it's nice every once in a while to come up for breath after all of the touch points (laughs) as Um, much fun as we have researching all of the ways that people have hurt and terrorized each other throughout yeah. history and applying them to our own society and to that of Pan M, we thought maybe a different tack would be nice for our final episode of the year. Yes. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Genocide, you know, it doesn't have the same ring. Exactly. Uh, so my sister graciously jotted down some questions that we could ask each other and so let's just go through. Yeah, these will prompt some fun discussions. Let's start with if you had a capital profession, what would it be? Interesting. Yeah, it, it you know, obviously you have to make a lot of assumptions about the economic system and wages mm-hmm. and salaries and you know what what people actually get paid for, but I mean, it would be fun to be a podcaster, be able mm-hmm. to to like yeah. be a commentator, which people clearly are very interested in narratives and stories. Although on the other hand, I don't know if I could take out my critical lens. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem, right? <laughs> Let's analyze. Oh, no, wait, wait, that's too much for, for the capital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Along the same line, being a teacher, professor, mm. or something could be really interesting, but only teaching things that can't be used to impress people further, you know, <laughs> which is not really. Yeah, not what they'll be going for. Not, not, not the way that Oh, they no. Love. Would I be a tour guide of, like, the, the ruins? Oh, no. Walking tours. <laughs> walking of tours past. of past arenas and stuff. <laughs> oh, dear. Just like. And this is where this one brutal scene occurred. Doesn't everyone remember that? Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be, that'd be bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. Uh, I, I think I would have to just choose something that was as innocuous as could be because I wouldn't want to participate and further the problematic aspects mm-hmm. of the society, which sadly some of the more meaningful jobs would do in the context of the capital and what the capital would allow so maybe i could get away with writing with poetry and things Mm. like that like you don't know what i'm talking about it's a metaphor (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would probably end up having to do something like with food uh, or maybe video games. Oh, that's true. If entertainment. Like, that could be although, fun. if the video games are people playing the Hunger Games, that. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining everything you like. It's true. I mean, this this is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be uh, just a taste tester before snow gets his meals i mean that sounds great have the best meals (laughs) because yeah like i think that that actually does highlight some of the things that 
Katniss goes through, where she sees these, this abundance of the capital, and yet she's able to remark on some of the beauty that exists there, and especially some of the amazing food that exists there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you can't take that out of the system of oppression that exists in, but at least it's focusing on something that is not directly tied to the Hunger Games in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's all awful. Yeah. I feel like the people who teach skills during the training sessions could maybe be interesting. Yeah, but then are they teaching peacekeepers during the off year? Well, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But at least you could feel like maybe I can help people not starve mm-hmm. to death. Like if they're going to die, maybe they'll die a quicker death rather than something so painful and drawn out yeah but it would also be the worst job because you know they're all gonna die yes also true so (laughs) no good options (laughs) (laughs) so another question is if you had to pick a talent for a, a victory tour what would you pick and uh she provided Four different options to choose from. Oh, that's nice. Good, because I yeah. wouldn't have anywhere, any idea what I would do. <laughs> so, number one, animal impersonations. Number two, magic tricks. Number three, miming. Number four, ventriloquism. I would probably be best at miming. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you can be so loud. <laughs> I can be so loud, but... If I know that there's just no talking at all. That's the problem with the ventriloquism, is I couldn't throw oh, my voice. Be terrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> once once it's once the voice is out there, there's very little I can do to control it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just shutting it off completely is probably a better tack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably choose magic tricks and like purposefully do them really, really badly because I would want to be like, I'm not going to give you a talent. You're forcing me to do this. Here's a really bad magic trick. Oops, I dropped the coin. Like, just to make the whole audience watching feel in a little bit of pain. Snow, there's a coin behind your ear. Oh, that's the not coin? a coin. <laughs> coin, there's a snow behind your ear. A snow, yes. <laughs> Can we make snow disappear? (laughs) Let me stab you with this sword. Oops, it was a real sword. (laughs) Another question that we kind of tweaked for our own purposes (laughs) is, do you have any queer ships within the Hunger Games series? Mm, Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I think that Katniss's relationships with women are often more fascinating Mm -hmm. than the romantic kind of aspects of the relationships that are focused on. Like even her generally just that's how it is. I mean, all entertainment, in my opinion, (laughs) because even her relationship with PETA, I think, is fascinating. But the romance aspect of it, I think, is not the most fascinating aspect of it. Mm -hmm. It's their shared trauma and their desire to keep the other alive even at their own death and the ways that 
Katniss feels like she owes him and the difference in their backgrounds and the similarities in their backgrounds mm-hmm. and, like, all these other kinds of things that and make... And the push and pull of, like, I don't trust you. I do trust exactly. you. I I don't know how to trust you now. We'll try to save each other. Oh, you tried to kill me. You know, it's, yeah. Trying to do what's best for someone mm-hmm. and having to navigate when maybe that's not the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those are all really fascinating aspects of their relationship, much more than just, what do you think Peter sees in Katniss? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. But <laughs> I do love in this read through, it's been very current, but her relationship with Johanna, I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And with Johanna stripping in the elevator, like in front of her and Peta, but that's also one of the most explicitly sexual encounters Katniss has with anyone throughout the entire series. (laughs) (laughs) And I also appreciate the fact that Johanna stands up to Katniss and calls her out for things, uh, which is something that Katniss can need at times, particularly when she's surrounded by people who are focused on her as a symbol rather than her and her own choices. Yeah, totally. I feel like if I was going to put Katniss with someone that was not PETA, I would probably put her with Madge because Mm. Madge doesn't have the same trauma that someone like Johanna has and so could maybe be a little more stable, you know? Yet, it seems like they've also been able to have a friendship Mm -hmm. uh, and like each other's company and not in any way that they were forced together, but they just kind of naturally found that. And then also that would mean that Madge stayed alive. So that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And as we discussed, you know, in the first couple books, Madge's giving of her pin, her family's pin Mm -hmm. to Katniss is such a meaningful moment and a meaningful part of this narrative that uh, I think uh, exploring a relationship between them further would be really fascinating in how it also connects into different levels of resistance and accommodation to an oppressor mm-hmm. and how class distinctions can affect you and gender distinctions can affect you and how these things intersect. And yeah, it would give certainly a, a interesting parallel to the Peta and Gale romantic interests for Katniss if this was like a third option mm. or what have you to explore with different dynamics that touch on both of the others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think she does still have a connection to the games because mm-hmm. her mother's sister was killed in them, and so there is still loss there. There is still the effect that it had on her mother and yeah. then that effect that it has on Madge. And so it's she, did, she wasn't in the games herself, but she still has more understanding and connection than some people who have never been in the games and no one in their family back a, a generation or two have either, you know? Totally, yeah. This is interesting. If you were to rename Coin with a different noun, what would her new last name be? That's an interesting question. I feel like I will not have a good answer to it. <laughs> You feel boring? I am. I, like, it's one of the things I struggle most with when, like, when I do RPGs and things like that is coming up with names for characters. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, her last name could be Scare. Her first name could be Red. 
It, it, coin is an interesting name for her mm-hmm. because that doesn't really have anything to do with graphite nor nuclear nothing that i know of nor nuclear um science and like it's interesting because when we think of a coin it, it implies money right but district 13 is so anti that you know totally. so it's, it's a very interesting choice that is interesting stock which is a part of a gun also breeding new <laughs> district That's 13 true. people yeah the way that she thinks about <laughs> people yeah i'm trying to think of like a name that could have something to do with equality or mm. restraint <laughs> you know mm-hmm. leash oh, God, no. cuff <laughs> Communica. (laughs) (laughs) Stoic. I mean, she is that. Mm -hmm. That's true. But then again, this isn't Harry Potter where everyone's names have to (laughs) connect with their destiny. Yeah, that's true. There's a mystery around Tom Riddle? What? (laughs) Let's go on to the next one, which is... (laughs) Oh, no. Of the following options, which two would you pick as allies in the games? Uh-oh, okay. A, Effie Trinket. No. I'm going to just say no. no. I don't think so. Uh, B, Greasy Say. C, Fulvia Cardew. D, Caesar Flickerman. E, Dalton. F, Mrs. Plinth. Yeah, I mean, Effie is automatically out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Dalton and Greasy Say are the two who I would actually feel like I could trust most. Greasy Say could probably be very useful in terms of food, Mm -hmm. which would be great. Dalton, I'm sure, has some skills also with animals and seems like a smart guy, so that's helpful. But I could also see the advantages of Caesar Flickerman because you wouldn't be worried that he would turn against you and kill you. (laughs) but he could garner support for your duo until it was his time to die. True. I mean, I I bet he'd be a great mentor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I also feel like I might literally have to be carrying him on my back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I could also see capital people just showering gifts down. Yeah, maybe. And then he would die by mutt or Mm -hmm. someone else yeah yeah i think he would definitely be best at making the two of you most attractive for sponsors Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ma plinth just seems too sweet and soft-spoken to do very much good yeah exactly unfortunately and fulvia's directing skills don't really translate as well i don't think Mm mm-hmm but then also the problem with Caesar Slickerman is that you wouldn't want, like, if you if you don't make it out, you would want Dalton or Gracie Say to. <laughs> exactly. But Caesar yeah. Flickerman, you would be like, oh, I want somebody else to probably. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Caesar Flickerman because you'd want him to be in the games in the first place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Dalton or exactly. Gracie Say is safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point too. <laughs> We're really. 
answering the question as it was written. Yeah, I mean, like, one of the th- two of the three of them is who I would choose. <laughs> or if you want fewer district kids in there, would mm. you just choose Effie as well? <laughs> Very quick death for mm. Effie. So the next question is, which Mockingjay character would you most like to befriend other than Katniss, Peeta, or Fennec? For obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know what your answer is. Oh, what? I'm... Buttercup? I mean, sure, of course. (laughs) Cats over people? I mean, generally. (laughs) I, I would like to befriend Deli. I think she seems great. Yeah, absolutely. Not only is she kind and thoughtful, but she also can stand up to people. You know, she's not Mm -hmm. just nice all the time and passive, you know? Totally. Um, So I feel like I could be friends with her Mm -hmm. for sure. I would be interested to befriend Gail, I think, because even though I would disagree with him, I think I would also argue with him more than Katniss does. Mm. So maybe push him a little a little further. You want um, you want to save him. No, no I <laughs> you want You just think you can fix him. No, I want him to not create those bomb snares. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's preferably what I would <laughs> I would prefer. And you know, his his passion, his commitment are things that I admire. Mm-hmm. It's just how far he takes them that is problematic totally so i feel like he could be an interesting friend prim would also be great yeah and then you have her cat too mm-hmm. i feel like i would really like to be friends with the film crew mm. oh yeah uh you know i think cressida is someone who clearly has a lot of intelligence and in- mm-hmm. emotional intelligence um but also is very competent at this creative work, which I think is always fascinating. But I also imagine that Castor and Pollux would be good friends. That You know, we see, I think, some really positive vibes from them <laughs> in the little that we get from them. And generally... Po- positive vibes from people in The Hunger Games. Yeah, which, again, like, okay. Uh, but then also, just from my own experiences, the people on set who are always most interesting were the crew. Mm. <laughs> so, Yeah. They don't need to be in the spotlight. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) They just have interesting stuff to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think Dalton would be fun too because Mm -hmm. (laughs) of his cynical look at the people surrounding him, you know? Mm. Like he, he's smart and observant and discerning. Maybe a less abusive Hamish. Well, I mean, that's the problem with Hamish, right? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to be friends with him because he can just be so mean and cruel. Exactly. And I don't need that in my life. Same with Johanna. Like, love Johanna, love reading about her, would not be okay in a relationship with her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it would be difficult. I think Beatty could also be interesting Mm, as a friend. absolutely. Even though I also wouldn't agree with him on things i mean he's working with gail on on making these atrocious weapons but he does seem like he cares about his friends a lot and he's also very reasonable he's more reasonable than gail totally and so i think 
it's always great to have a really reasonable friend mm-hmm. to use as a sounding board when other people are being unreasonable. You can complain together, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to look down on anyone, even though he is more intelligent than almost anyone we meet in mm-hmm. the games, so, in the books. So, yeah, I think he could be interesting. Yeah, it's a good choice. Oh, Boggs. Maybe, maybe Boggs? I don't, do I want to be friends with somebody I mean, but in the military? Exactly. I mean, I guess they all have to be, though. <laughs> so it's like, ah, uh, but <laughs> he's one of the best ones in the book mm-hmm. that, that we meet, so... It would be nice in the world of Penem to be able to trust someone, and I think he is trustworthy. That's a big deal. And he is, like we had talked about in an episode that seems so long ago because we've been going chapter by chapter, <laughs> when the alarms were going off with the bombing raid and everything, he just automatically took Katniss and Finnick down. You know, he didn't have to be told. He just wanted to make sure these people who are not as familiar with how everything works there and also have significant trauma were safe you know totally Uh, and that sort of automatic reaction seems like it would be an indicator of a good friend Mm -hmm. i'd be friends with annie so then i could also be friends with finnick Best friends with Annie, <laughs> wink, so that I can be like, hey, Finnick, you're staying here. <laughs> Oops. Oh, your trident broke. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but you can't go. Yes. Anything to get Finnick to stay yes. put is what all of our priorities should be. <laughs> <laughs> One of the districts, post the capital's overthrow, which district would you choose for its industry? It depends if I want to learn or if I want a nice surroundings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because seven would probably be really pretty because of all the trees there. But then that also means that it probably rains there a lot. And I don't Mm -hmm. love the rain because it's cold and wet. Three's electronics, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like... I need my Wi-Fi. Exactly. (laughs) And... You know, could learn some interesting things. Potentially. Yeah, District 3 or District 7 sound Mm. the best to me. Other than Katniss, what character's POV would you enjoy reading the trilogy from? Probably Haymitch's. Yeah, I think he would be one of the most fascinating. Mm -hmm. Being able to see so much more of the context of the world around them and knowing the other victors so well and having to play the essentially spycraft game of having secret plans and trying to get them done without alerting anyone, including some of your closest allies. Yeah, I think that would be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it would be even more negative than Katniss's. I mean, I'm almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> Because Candace is, I think, much more gracious than mm-hmm. Peter's would be great because Peter's great, but also I imagine that his narration would also be really creative and interesting. Mm. Like the way that he talks about colors and scenery and, and the things that he picks up on would be really fascinating and how different that is from Katniss's perspective. Totally. Yeah. The, the imagery and descriptors would be very different. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that Johanna could be really interesting as well, mm. especially since we don't see her at all on the scene until the second book. And we get so little of her, even though she has so much personality. And so it would be fascinating to read her watching the first games. And if she was a mentor, too, you would get that part of it. And you would also get closer observation of what's going on with PETA in the capital. I mean, while they're held there and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You would also get more insights into a different district, which would be really nice uh, because Hamish and Peter are both from District 12 and yeah, I'd true. love to know more about District 7 and some of their traditions and some of the ways that she's been defiant all this time would be, yeah, just really fascinating. Mm -hmm. It would also be really interesting from a perspective of somebody in the from the capital. Yeah. Whether that would be... Someone like Plutarch would be fascinating, mm -hmm. although probably much less relatable than someone like Cressida, who has the compassionate side of her, but still comes from this privileged position and her like making the decision to, you know, the continual decisions to be a part of this revolution and risk everything. Yeah. Uh, could be really interesting. Or Tigress. Yeah, that, of course, that would be great. Mm -hmm. We haven't even met her yet in the books, but in the trilogy. But um, yeah, <laughs> I would really enjoy a running commentary of how much she hates Snow. Totally. <laughs> but like not from Katniss's perspective, because it would be a very different hatred. Yeah. <laughs> it could be really interesting to now that she's been removed from the games for a while, how she views them as just a viewer from her own living room or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And how she views the costumes and what what she thinks of Cinna's debut, as well as what she even thinks of her own appearance mm -hmm. at this point as someone who is elderly. Yeah. And also incredibly altered uh would would be really fascinating yeah and yeah how she interprets the symbology and the messaging that is in Sinna's work and in you know mm -hmm. is kind of subtly built up over time and how she would be a much more astute observer of those kinds of things than most capital viewers would be totally yeah Okay, so <laughs> this one is quite silly. It is a play on the, let's say, screw, marry, kill game. <gasps> yes. Uh, but written as kiss, make president, or banish. Okay. So okay. there are two different rounds. The first one mm -hmm. I'll give to you, and then the second one you can give to me. Sure. So round one is an Obaria. Effie Trinket or Prim? Interesting. I would probably make Prim president. Definitely. The only real choice. Yes. As interesting as it would be to kiss someone with filed teeth. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would probably kiss Effie just because I don't think that she would survive banishment. <laughs> <laughs> And Avaria has her teeth. She could survive. Exactly. She'll be fine. 
<laughs> She'll have plenty of people to kiss out there. Um, <laughs> it's not all about kissing, friends, but <laughs> yes. So yeah, that would be my three. Nice. So your round is Cato, Caesar Flickerman, and Gale. I think we're going to banish Cato just right from the beginning. Yeah, good call. The president is difficult. Mm-hmm. Because that's the real choice between the two, not the kissing. I don't care. But, hmm. Because Gale as president is scary. Yes. For obvious reasons. Caesar Flickerman as president is also scary. Mm-hmm. Would Caesar Flickerman do less damage as president than Gale would? Or vice versa? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it depends on... Part of this is the mystery of we don't really know what motivates Caesar. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As some of our really interesting conversations have brought out. But Caesar, at his best, or, or what he possibly could be, would arguably be among the better capital people to be president. Mm-hmm. Because he does have direct experience with people in the districts in ways that most capital citizens would not. Mm-hmm. And he also has more education. Mm-hmm. And and he's been able to show empathy in a way, even if it's performative empathy. You know, he's been able to show ways that he can help these tributes be more attractive. Um, and to do so, he has to actually study them. He has to think about them in ways that I think most people in the Capitol would never do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. But at the same time, he's been so complicit with the games even totally. if he's yeah. even if we are reading him as being more compassionate in his role he's still serving that role yeah and that's a role that gail would never do mm-hmm. <laughs> also if we're reading gail as an indigenous person mm. then for sure <laughs> we need an indigenous president because yeah. it's ridiculous so indigenous people have rarely had positions of power mm. in, in our government and I think his methods can definitely be very, very questionable or damaging, but his aims are right, mm-hmm. which is to stop exploitation and oppression. Right. But he also has visions of justice that are probably more retributive than mm-hmm. you'd want. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I wonder if. It, just the political situation of Panem, whether he or Caesar Flickerman would be more likely to maintain peace. And I don't know the answer to that. But I, I wouldn't even say that it's only about maintaining peace, but it's also influencing a system. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about influencing a system, I would rather Gale influence the system. Totally. Ew, maybe I would have to kiss like a 60-year-old man. No. But is that worse than having to kiss a Hemsworth? I mean, that's not Gale. <laughs> if, if it's going with the Hemsworth, <laughs> then I would definitely choose Stanley Tucci to be right? our president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's Hemsworth, I'm banishing him. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is book Gale. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's my final decision. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is interesting. Next question. It is, who would you want to be an apprentice for? 
Beatty, Pita for like baking, mm-hmm. Cinna, or Cressida. Hmm. Interesting. Probably Cressida. Yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, initially I went with BD, and I was like, yeah, that would be fascinating to be mm-hmm. able to think about new technologies and, you know, progress. But I think that where my talents lie more in is in trying to create powerful narratives. Mm. Yeah. That can have a social or cultural impact. Yeah, Totally. I don't think I could choose PETA because bakeries generally open very early in the morning mm. and bakers get up even earlier than that. That's Unless true. mine was like a night bakery. Oh, but imagine all the fresh baked bread. Cinna <laughs> mm. would be interesting. I don't know that I would be very good at fashion design, but putting like symbolism and messaging into clothes is kind of a cool concept Mm -hmm. but i do think that film would align most with being able to use it for something that i would care about more yeah uh so probably i would i would go with cressida i mean really you just want fulvia's job where you can be the editor the one who yeah you know really crafts and and or an idea person yeah exactly yeah you can work for me i mean i basically do already (laughs) that's true (laughs) so the next question if you could recast one of the actors from the films who would you replace them with interesting we were recently having a conversation about reservation dogs yes reservation dogs is an amazing show if you have not seen it you must run to go see it quickly we watched on hulu if you don't don't have hulu Get it for just one month, watch first and second season mm-hmm. of that, cancel, because it is amazing. It is created by, written by Indigenous people, and it all of the actors are Indigenous too. Well, all of the actors who are playing Indigenous are Indigenous. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, really good. It's just a very good television show that also has these really important representative aspects and has good messages and is both funny and tragic tragic yeah and and just like it's very very good and you know as we've been trying to the best of our ability read these characters katniss gail as indigenous you know we are outsiders to those different communities Mm -hmm. and so seeing something that is made by people and how they want to tell some of their own stories and the messaging that they want to put out there. Yeah, it's just really great and really necessary. Totally. And they actually cast teenagers as teenagers. They cast teenagers and they cast people who can act well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, I think seeing Katniss as the actor who plays Willie Jack. Mm is probably who I would want to see. Um, the actor's name is Paulina Alexis. Yeah, and when I was thinking about Gail, I was thinking about Deferro Wunatai, who is one of the leads in the show, and the actor who plays Bear for Gail, I think would be a really fascinating person to play that character. And yeah, 
have it be Oh, more, he would be so good as Gale. So good. Oh. And have it be so powerful to see this person who is still young mm-hmm. taking care of their family and having a close relationship with Katniss that is meaningful and doesn't just seem like a 35-year-old man who's <laughs> jealous, you know? Like, it's... Tackling peacekeepers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that would be... That would be awesome. Yeah, though, if if those two were Katniss and Gale, it would have been such different movies, and yeah, it would have been really good. And mm-hmm. You wouldn't have had the White Saviors, and you wouldn't, <laughs> you know, like it, it would have uh, just been a lot better. Mm-hmm. So let's just remake them now. Yeah, <laughs> with them, they're great age right now. So, <laughs> so last question is if you could have Suzanne Collins flesh out a specific storyline, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. One for me, basically anything with Finnick, I'm sure would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And it would give us more of Finnick, which we always want. Ooh, yeah. I'd like to see, like, the mentor gatherings. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like when johanna and finnick are friends and bd is clearly aware of the things that finnick has gone through and and like Mm -hmm. these what those relationships look like in the context of these are the only relationships that we can have at times but also we're still participating in this awful traumatic event that traumatized all of us like i think that would be very very fascinating and compelling yeah i mean that would be so great for the 74th games mm-hmm. because then you could also have Wyrus there. You could also have Mags there. Exactly. And some of these other people that we didn't get to spend as much time with as we would like. Yeah. As well as see the mentors' perspectives on that game. Yeah, how they all interact with each other, how they all deal with the kids from their district dying. Mm-hmm. You know, how how they interact with Hamish once their tributes are dead but Hamish's aren't you know yeah it would just be really really interesting and when the rule change comes in about two from one district and a lot of them already had died you know like it, it would just be really interesting mm-hmm. I of course would love a young Sejanus mm-hmm. crush story on Marcus because that would just be the cutest thing but also probably really sad I mean, it doesn't have to be. We are requesting something of Collins. <laughs> she is giving it to us. <laughs> um, I would just like to know that he was happy at one point in his life. Okay? Yeah, I would like to know what happened to the Covey. Oh, absolutely. And whether... By Katniss's time, they have integrated, whether it's just something that she's not, she doesn't find important enough to dis- to, to narrate about, mm-hmm. uh, or whether more nefarious events occurred. Mm-hmm. I would love to know how Cinna got involved in the revolution. Mm, yeah. And like him and Portia working together and maybe some covert conversations they have and yeah and just the recruiting process of that Mm -hmm. because both people put so much at risk yeah to have that go forward that it has to be so careful 
and what that would look like would be super interesting. Yeah, totally. So I, really I think this like question asked for the... one. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, I would really love to have the breaking them out of confinement action sequence. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? <laughs> in fact, you could just take out Finnick's chapter and yeah. put that in instead. Or no, you, you have to break it up. Yes, of course. Finnick says a few lines and then you <laughs> switch back to them throwing gas <laughs> grenades in. Yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, <laughs> you may need to join our Patreon and listen to our last movie watch through. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like there are so many interesting mm. things that I just want to know so much about. Yeah. If I had to choose one of all those we just brought up, though, it probably would be the relationship between the mentors in the 74th games. Yeah, it would probably be the same for me with probably the second, the recruiting process mm. for capital resistors mm. with Cinna and how how that all works yeah i haven't looked up fan fiction for sejanus but why haven't i done that what's wrong with me I, i'm actually taken aback that you haven't. <laughs> i know <laughs> maybe i don't want any like amateur to like ruin him <laughs> or like worries that it's like sejanus slash snow Oh, fix. no, no! <laughs> yes, that must have been my fear deep down. Because as soon as you said it, I'm like, yes. There's going to be lots of those, unfortunately. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Still not as bad as Severus Snape and Harry Potter, but but. S- still really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still too bad. Still <laughs> not okay. Yeah. Ugh. Or the, the, it's either going to be him and Snow, or he's going to be straight, and that neither of those are, are okay options <laughs> oh, that's true. for me. <laughs> I forgot that <laughs> we just decided that he's queer. That's not explicitly I mean, okay, said in the text. No, the text decided. We just had to interpret <laughs> the text. <laughs> I think the, the text I'm just saying, is a pretty There could have been but... other interpretations. <laughs> yeah, by not great interpreters. <laughs> oh, dear. But yes. <laughs> well, that was the last question. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks again for sending these in. If you want to send in questions for us to do another segment like this, uh, you can do so if you become a patron. Yeah. We've actually had some special episodes that we've done on the hunger games based off of questions that our patrons have submitted they oftentimes have been like more serious questions Mm -hmm. instead of just fun ones but we can do both we take all kinds yeah so if you want more episodes like this join our patreon and we when we're talking about patreon we also have an announcement that in the new year 2023 we I've made a decision that we are going to decapitalize our Patreon <laughs> structure because it automatically sets it up with there there are different things that you get based off of the tier that you're in which is based off of the money that you pay. Mm-hmm. And after talking so long at this point about how bad capitalism is and how it's corrupting (laughs) and destroying the world how inequalities exist and yeah Yeah, it's it's just not something that we're it really feels right for us and so 
what we are going to be doing is that at any of the support levels, everyone will get the same content Mm -hmm. so that if somebody can afford more than somebody else, that doesn't mean that they get more. Yeah, just a, a way to try to put into practice some of the things that we talk about. Uh, I was going to put, say, put our money where our mouth is, but it's really... Put your, your money, money where our mouth is. Our mouths are. Our mouths are. Put your money where you can hear our mouths. Put your money where your ears are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if this doesn't tell you that you want to become a patron and hear more of us talking, I don't know what will. But yeah, it's just something that we want to do and, and we hope that people who want to support us will continue supporting us at at whatever level that they were at if that is sustainable for them but don't want if it's not sustainable for them to them to miss out on some of what we're doing and the engagement that we want to have with our community exactly and we have been so happy with the engagement that we've gotten we would prefer you to be a part of our community rather than not yeah we we still may do some stretch goals or some different things like that um We haven't entirely worked out all of the details yet, but uh, change will be coming in the new year. Mm -hmm. But we are going to take a few weeks off for the holidays, so this will be our last episode of the year. Thank you again for following us all year. This read-through has been so fun, and we're excited to to finish up with Mockingjay next year. And if you're going to miss us a lot, what you can do is you can go through our special episodes and think, oh, I never listened to this one because I didn't watch the movie that it's on or, or the the TV show. You can do that during the break. You know, spend a little time. You still you get, get some of us, but um, we still get to take time off. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, I might just go back and rewatch Into the Spider-Verse and then yeah. listen to us talk about it again. That's true, that's true. <laughs> so even though we're taking a couple weeks off... What's happening next time on The Hunger Games? So when we come back in 2023, we will be talking about Chapter 20. And oof, we are getting close to the end. Because I think there's only 27 chapters, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, yep. If you're, if you're behind, catch up. And if you're ahead, wait. <laughs> <laughs> get that monogrammed (laughs) (laughs) it would do really well (laughs) actually it might it's better than some cliches (laughs) at least it's not cliche maybe it's absurd but (laughs) obtuse maybe more than absurd it's actually kind of spot on (laughs) well thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of geek between the lines Find links to our website, our social media, and that Patreon in the episode description. Until then, geek geek out. out!